Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this meeting today. We thank you for how far you have helped us, and we trust that you will continue to help us. As we continue with our study on the book of Haggai today, open our understanding and help us to assimilate that which you will be teaching us. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once more it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. This passage of scripture is a continuation of verses 1 to 5. The link there is the use of the word for, which means because. And so God is saying to the people there, you think that this building is not glorious, but I am going to do something that will bring glory into this house. I am sending all my resources into this place because I own them all. Now there's a lot to unpack in these three verses. And we are going to try to do as much as we can in the next few weeks. Depending on how you look at these verses of scripture, they refer to one of four things. They refer to the temple that had been abandoned, which they are now building. In a sense, they also refer to the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In another sense, they refer to the building of our lives, today's Christians. And yet, in another sense, they refer to the second coming of Jesus. But before we get to each of these things that they may refer to, let us look at the phrase, once more. Because God was saying there, once more, I will shake heaven and earth. It means that God had done it before. It means that God had shaken things in time past. And the first time was when he spoke to Israel in the wilderness at Mount Sinai. Various scriptures explain what happened on that occasion. The mountain smoked and shook. There was darkness, there was lightning. Loud trumpet sounds were heard and then God spoke. So frightening was the scene that the people said they would prefer to listen to Moses rather than hear the voice of God again. It is like experiencing a thunderstorm with lightning strikes on a very rainy day. For as much as you love the rain, but when you hear the lightning strike and the thunder going, you say, look, it's better for me not to have rain than hear that sound. But God wanted to show Israel who he is. He wanted them to know that he is a God who speaks. He wanted them to know that he is an awesome God. He did not want them to think that Moses was just speaking his own mind, but that God was speaking to Moses and Moses was speaking to them. So when God said once more, he was saying, I am about to do what I did at that time. Again, God was speaking to the children of Judah at that time as he's speaking to you and I today. He said to the children of Judah that he's shaking everything this time around, that he's going to shake the heaven and the earth, that he's going to shake the seas and the dry land, that he's going to shake all the nations of the earth. So we are talking of the heavens shaking. We are talking of earthquakes. We are talking of tsunamis. We are talking of shakings in every nation of the earth. And one might ask, how is God going to do this? Because he has done it before, we have to look at how he did it the first time. How did he do it at Horeb on Mount Sinai? The Bible says that God came and spoke. You know, it is very strange for us to understand that when God speaks, things are shaken. That when God speaks, there is shaking everywhere. It was that shaking that made the children of Israel, besides the lightning and everything, to say, let us not hear this voice again. Moses, you speak to us. We will do whatever you say. I'm going to read Psalm 29 from verse 3 to 9, which tells us something about the nature of the voice of God. 
It says, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forests bare. And in his temple, everyone says, glory, praise the Lord. The Bible tells us that when God speaks, the forests of Lebanon are shaken. Trees are breaking down. When God speaks, even those animals that are pregnant, they begin to give birth because of the trembling and the trepidation. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke about the time when God will speak and that the dead will hear his voice and rise. The voice of God is able to raise the dead. That was the voice that Jesus used in calling forth Lazarus. And Lazarus, who had been dead for four days, came out of the grave, still wearing the grave clothes wrapped round him. The voice of God on that occasion was so urgent and so powerful that it moved a man who was still bound hand and foot to come to the front. How did Lazarus make that distance? How did he walk when he was bound hand and foot? It was the power in the voice of God. In Amos chapter 3, 7 and 8, Amos chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, the Bible says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. A lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? By this scripture, we are being told that when God speaks, nothing can stop the voice of God from going round where God wants that voice to be heard. Today we can see the shaking everywhere. The whole world is being shaken. We are still trying to get over COVID. Now we are dealing with the issue of Putin and Ukraine at war. Prices are skyrocketing at an alarming rate. God is making nonsense of economies. He's making nonsense of democracy, communism, or whatever system of government that man has put in place. Human society is in disarray. There are wars everywhere. Even Christianity is not spared. Some of the preachers that we used to respect, we are beginning to hear some crazy things that they are involved in. Some of them have been committing sexual abuse for years and decades amongst people of their churches. All kinds of scandals are breaking loose. The shaking by the voice of God is exposing Christianity and tearing our version of Christianity apart. We need to go back to the Bible to see what God really asked us to be doing and not what we are doing right now. He did it on Mount Sinai. He did it in Haggai's time in Judah. He did it when Jesus Christ came the first time. He is doing it now in our own lives. And he will continue to do it until the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And only those who are standing and holding firm unto God will be able to survive the shaking. My prayer is that we will all brace up and hold on to God and his word. And when the shaking comes, we will not be destroyed by it. As we hold on to God, if the shaking has already started in our own lives, anything that is not of God will fall off, but we will remain standing in Jesus' name. So I want us to be ready. That is, if we are not already prepared, because God is shaking things up again. And only those of us who are holding on to him and his word will survive the shaking. Let us pray.
Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word today. Thank you for preparing our hearts for what you are doing and what you are yet to do. Thank you for letting us know that what is happening now is not strange to you. Thank you for letting us know and to be prepared for what you are doing at this time. I pray, Lord, that as we hold on to you firmly and to your word, that, Lord, we will be spared from the shakings taking place all over the world. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.